Salutations, listeners. You're listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty jazz music. Um, so this episode is entitled Jazz Grab Bag. Um, there's a couple of reasons for that, and I just want to give a quick explanation. Um, first of all, thank you so much to everyone for your barrage of ideas for shows. Uh, it is overwhelming, to be honest, from Lee Morgan to Pharaoh Sanders and all of it. I mean, it, I'm just... I'm floored. There's lots of great stuff. Um, just, it, it takes a lot of work to try to get a very narrow show kind of like that. Um, and to be honest, I've been work, working like a dog, working down to the bone. <laughs> so, um, of course, when I'm working, you know, I always have jazz going on in the background. And every, and it's just like 30,000 tune, like shuffle, you know what I mean? And, um, Every once in a while, I'm like, ooh, that's a nice tune. And whenever that happens, I'll just make a quick note, like scribble it down on a post-it note. Like, oh, okay, that's that song. That's that artist. Okay, from that album. Okay. So that's usually what kind of just organically what happens when I come up with uh, 21 tunes. Sometimes it's 25, you know, depending on, you know, whatever. But I've reached 21. And uh, that's what I've got for you, is just an organic 21 tunes. It's just kind of stuck out to me. So uh, there's no rhyme or reason, uh, but that's all in the world that it is. And it, the way I see it, it's better to kind of throw something like a jazz grab bag for all of you listeners, um, as opposed to just doing nothing at all. So just know that I'm working on some of the ideas that you've presented for shows. It's not falling on deaf ears, you know. Um, I love you guys to death. So, but for right now, here's just something to whet your appetite until we get in a little bit more time over the holidays. So here is the jazz grab bag. Enjoy. Thank you. 
the name of that last track Bo Till B-O hyphen T-I-L-L original tune composed by the wonderful tenor saxophonist Clifford Jordan and that was from Clifford Jordan's album alongside co-led by John Gilmore another awesome tenor saxophone player and uh, we've kind of got like a little bookend thing going on with that I'll explain that in a minute but Clifford Jordan and John Gilmore, tenor sax. The wonderful Horace Silver on piano. Curly Russell on the bass. And Art Blakey on the drums. Which is, by the way, pretty much the first jazz messenger rhythm section. With Blakey, Silver, and Curly Russell on the bass. Piano, bass, drums. Awesome backing rhythm section for Clifford Jordan and John Gilmore to blow on there. And it comes from their album, their 1957 album, Blowing In from Chicago. Oh, just awesome, awesome stuff. It's part of the Rudy Van Gelder edition on CD from Blue Note Records, produced by Alfred Lyon, so you know it's going to be good. Um, but yeah, Bo Till, that's just groovy little Latin tune. Love it. Um, Before that, we heard a tune called Soul Turn Around. And that was by none other than the great Walter Bishop Jr. from his album Coral Keys. And listen to this lineup. Uh, Of course, Walter Bishop Jr. on the piano. Reggie Johnson on the bass. Harold Vick. There's a name you don't hear enough of. Harold Vick, y'all. Harold Vick on flute and soprano. He's usually known as a tenor player, but here he's on flute and soprano. So, killer, right? And then laying down the beat on the drums, the one, the only, the funky, funky, funky drummer, Idris Muhammad. Killer drums. Um, Yeah, so with a lineup like Harold Vick, Reggie Johnson, Idris Muhammad, and Walter Bishop Jr., you cannot go wrong. So, yeah, that metal tune was Soul Turnaround. And then we started off things with Lullaby for Rioville, uh, with the hand claps and everything like that. And that features um, Art Hoyle and Dave Young on trumpet, John Gilmore again. So you see there's that bookend that I was talking about. John Gilmore on the tenor saxophone, Pat Patrick on the Barry sax, Jim Herndon on the timpani, Robert Barry on the drums, the one and only Julian Priester on the trombone, Richard Evans on the bass, 
Wilbur Green on electric bass, James Scales on alto sax, and the leader of this date, the one and only Sun Ra on piano from his album Sun Song on Delmark. Incredible. It was originally released in 1957 as well, the same year that Blowing In From Chicago, that same date with John Gilmore and Clifford Jordan, was recorded. So, a lot of great music from 1957. So, um, But yeah, three really groovy tunes. Lullaby for Realville, um, Soul Turnaround, and Bo Till. So, I hope you dig it. Remember, you don't need to scratch all this stuff down on Post-it Notes. We got you covered. All you have to do is go to the website. And there you will find information on every song, the artist, the correct artist, and the correct artwork. That way you know what to order for this holiday season or go and support your local record shop. That's always a good thing, you know. Um, and that website where you can find all of that information for every episode is Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z podcast.wordpress.com. All right. And remember, you can find the Dr. Jazz Podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So please share with your friends if you think they dig it, okay? And if you have time, we would really appreciate uh, a positive review on Apple Podcast Reviews, okay? We're trying to hit back up to that 5.0. Yeah, so enough from me. Uh, Let's get back to some groovy music here on the Jazz Grab Bag edition of the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
All right. So that was the Oscar Peterson Trio. Oscar Peterson on the piano, of course. Barney Kessel on the guitar. Usually that's uh, Herbie Ellis, but in this recording it was Barney Kessel on the guitar and Ray Brown on the bass. Now, you may remember that Barney Kessel and Ray Brown were two-thirds of the poll winners group that made uh, a succession of recordings, some great jazz recordings, I might add, uh, along with drummer Shelley Mann. But I think having Oscar Peterson is quite a wonderful substitute. <laughs> uh, so Oscar Peterson Trio, <clears throat> Oscar Peterson, Barney Kessel, Ray Brown, recorded live at Carnegie Hall in New York City on September 13th, 1952. This was kind of the uh, watershed moment for Oscar Peterson, uh, thanks to Norman Grants, who had invited him to uh, come along and just uh, to one of the Jazz at the Philharmonic concerts and to just kind of, you know, just sit in and uh, just, you know, take the stage during intermission or whatever. And, and you can hear the audience really get into uh, that version of Tenderly that we heard. <clears throat> now, Tenderly um, is one of those jazz standards that for a lot of folks is very ho-hum. Not in Oscar Peterson's hands. You hear these classical piano flourishes. You hear just awesome swing. Um, lots of lots of great improvisation. Um, and everybody, all three of those gentlemen, are like really sharing uh, a mind, uh, a groove, and a vibe. Now, if you really want to uh, hear a little bit more in depth. Uh, analysis about this uh, there is a great explanation uh, which I, I will totally give credit to this is what turned me reinvigorated uh, this song for me was uh, watching the great Amy Nolte uh, talk about her love for this she swears that this is the greatest swing jazz recording of all time so um if you want to hear a much more in-depth analysis um, on the swingability and just her sheer love for Oscar, uh, go check her website out. It's on YouTube. It's Amy Nolte, but it's Amy spelled A-I-M-E-E. -E. Uh, Amy Nolte Music. Now, there are a lot of great piano, jazz piano tutorials that she has on there and everything else, but every once in a while, I just, I love to just hear her like talk about the in-depthness of a song and her energy is quite infectious on that. So, um, go check her out. She's, you know, very good at what she does and, um, kudos. And thank you, Amy, for, um, hipping me, re-hipping me rather, uh, too tenderly by the Oscar Peterson trio. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Before that, <clears throat> we heard um, a tune that has stuck out to me for a while that I was actually um, just discussing with my friend uh, Keith uh, the other week. And it's uh, the metal tune that we heard on that set, and it's called Blue Goose. 
and it's the 14th track on the first of three CDs of this set from Duke Ellington. It was the Blanton Webster Band. Now, <clears throat> in case you're not sure who that all that is, um, Wallace Jones, Cootie Williams on trumpet, Rex Stewart on the cornet, Tricky Sam Nanton and Lawrence Brown on the trombones, Juan Tizal on the valve trombone, Barney Begard on the clarinet, Harry Carney on the berry sax, clarinet and alto sax, Otto Hardwick on the alto sax and bass sax, Ben Webster on the tenor sax, and the one and only Johnny Hodges on the alto sax, clarinet, and soprano saxophone, which we heard in that piece. So keep that in mind as I finish this. Uh, Duke Ellington, of course, on the piano, Fred Guy on the guitar, Jimmy Blanton on the bass, Sonny Greer on the drums, and Ivy Anderson and Herb Jeffries on vocals throughout this whole thing. So, why is Johnny Hodges on that soprano saxophone important? Because it's rare that he plays soprano sax? Well, yeah, a little bit. But that's not the main reason. The main reason uh, why this tune is so ear-catching is at first listen, you would swear that that's Sidney Bechet on the soprano saxophone. But you'd be wrong. But not totally wrong. Let me explain. It's actually Johnny Hodges on the soprano saxophone, but it sounds a hell of a lot like Sidney Bechet. Now, why is that? Did he have this, like, uh, just pure adoration and admiration for Sidney Bechet? Well, kind of. You see, Sidney Bechet, for a short stint, was actually part of the Duke Ellington Orchestra, pre-Blanton Webster Band. So... Sidney Bechet came into the fold and got along great with Duke, got along great with everybody, um, despite him being kind of crazy, you know, um, in, a, in a good way. But he actually took a young saxophonist, Johnny Hodges, under his wing and taught him how to scoop uh, these beautiful bluesy scoops, you know, and just like really get that lip control, you know what I mean, to, to scoop just accurately and on on the head of a dime. And that's why we have some of those beautiful scoops in the melodies of Duke Ellington, like um, Sophisticated Lady, Prelude to a Kiss, Don't Get Around Much Anymore. Uh, all those great tunes have, uh, oh, and Isfahan, that's another good one, um, that features Johnny Hodges, I Got a Bad and That Ain't Good. There's a whole list of them, I mean a laundry list. But we can actually thank Sidney Bechet for that uh, because he's the one that taught Johnny Hodges how to scoop. And he took later, he took that into his alto sax playing. But on this particular recording of Blue Goose, he's playing with that same style of scooping on the soprano sax. And it's very reminiscent of Sidney Bechet. Now, sadly... Uh, Duke Ellington never had any recordings with Sidney Bechet while he was with the band. He was just with the band while they were touring. So sadly, there are no recordings that survive or that were made of Sidney Bechet with the Ellington Orchestra. But this is about as close as what we could imagine it would sound like. 
So there's a whole story within that one track, Blue Goose by the Duke Ellington Orchestra. All right, and then we started off the set with the one and only lady genius, Carla Blay. God, I love Carla Blay. Truly, truly a musical genius. Um, We started off with her original composition, Ida Lupino, uh, named after the famous actress um, from her album Dinner Music, uh, recorded in 1976 and released in 77 um, on Watt Works slash ECM Records. Uh, Features the wonderful Steve Gadd on drums, Gordon Edwards on bass, Carla Blay on organ, uh, vocals, piano, and even the tenor saxophone that you hear in Ida Lupino. That's her playing the tenor saxophone. Just incredible. Cornell Dupree on guitar. Uh, Eric Gale on guitar, specifically on Ida Lupino. Eric Gale, fantastic guitar player. Richard T. on piano and electric piano. Bob Stewart on the tuba. Michael Mantler on the trumpet. Carlos Ward on the alto and tenor saxophones and flute. Now, finally, Carlos Ward is getting some name recognition as he is one of the featured sax players on the recently released John Coltrane's A Love Supreme Live in Seattle. Carlos Ward is one of the cats featured alongside Farrah Sanders with John Coltrane. So, Carlos Ward right here on this album. And lastly, but certainly not least, Roswell Rudd on the trombone. Killer Groove. Um, Yeah, I just... I've heard Ida Lupino many ways, but that one really stuck with me here recently, and I'm like, man, that is just a great groove, Uh, courtesy of Carla Blay and her genius. So, comes off of the album, like I said, Dinner Music by Carla Blay. Um, Yeah, I mean, her original composition, she's playing piano on it, and she's playing the tenor sax, just incredible. She's such a genius, Um, and I love Carla, I really do. Um, Okay, so enough info from that uh, and enough talking from me. Let's get to another great set of music from the Jazz Grab Bag here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
So that last track was a tune called You Know Baby (laughs) And it was performed and recorded in 1944 By another great female genius in jazz Talking about Mary Lou Williams I love Mary Lou There's tons of great stuff out there by Mary Lou Williams And I've recently uh, in some recent podcasts Talked a little bit more in depth about uh, what a saint she was to the jazz community, you know, uh, opening up her home, even starting like a goodwill um, to for the proceeds to in Harlem for the proceeds to go from that goodwill to mu- musicians to help give them food, clothes, shelter, etc. Um, so she really is uh, an amazing, amazing story in the history of jazz. So um, yeah, check out some Mary Lou Williams. Just some great stuff. Uh, before that, we heard from the one and only Charles Mingus from his album Mingus Dynasty. Uh, we heard Farwell's Mill Valley, recorded on November 1st, 1959. Featuring, of course, Mingus on the bass, Danny Richmond on the drums, Jimmy Nepper 
on the trombone, Booker Irving on the tenor saxophone, John Handy on saxophones, Benny Golson, the living legend Benny Golson on saxophone, Jerome Richardson on saxophone and flute, killer flute part up there, way in the high register too, uh, Sir Roland Hanna on the piano, Theodore Cohen on the vibes, and Dick Williams on trumpet. Incredible, incredible tune. Um, yeah, I just, when it's got a beautiful little intro, <clears throat> and then it kind of goes into this weird kind of like Spanish shuffle thing, you know, and I, I just really dig it. Um, usually, you know, whenever you know I'm presenting a Mingus tune, it's something like um, Goodbye Pork Pie Hat or... So portrait in three colors is better get hit in your soul. Wednesday night prayer meeting, moaning, you know, uh, jump monk, um, nostalgia in times. I mean, there's a buku of of just Mingus classics, but Farwell's Mill Valley is not really known as a Mingus classic. Um, but yeah, it just it it just kind of came on the shuffle that and you know, and I'm like, man, that's it's like having a familiar friend that you hadn't seen in a long time. You're like, oh, man, it's so good. You know what I mean? It's like just everything is just cozy, you know, and it's so groovy. So, Speaking of groovy, um, <clears throat> we started off this set with the one and only Tony Williams and his new Lifetime group um, featuring, of course, Tony Williams on the drums, Tony Newton on the electric bass, Alan Pasqua on the piano and Claire and clavinet, and Alan Holdsworth, master electric guitar player. And we heard uh, an original composition by Alan Holdsworth uh, entitled Fred. And it's just a gorgeous piece of music, and it comes off the Columbia album, Believe It. So, um, let's see. See if they have the original release date here. 1975. Yeah, good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of those really nice, um, groovy pieces. Um, and the thing is, Fred was an original tune, as I said, by Alan Holdsworth, but it was later, if, if it sounds familiar to some of you who really follow Alan Holdsworth music super closely, you might know it better as Kinder, or Kinder, um, because he re-recorded that tune uh, that he wrote, not as Fred, but as Kinder, or Kinder. So, um, yeah. I don't know. I just I thought it was a great tune. I know that there are some serious fusion heads out there that really, really love that tune. Um, but I was just like, you know, it, it's nice. Like that. That's not a tune that usually gets associated with Tony Williams. So let's put it back out there. That's nice. Yeah, I'll write that down on my grab bag list. So I jotted it down. And there's no sense for you to jot down stuff because we've got all that covered for you. Just go to the website and check out all the information for each episode. Uh, if you have a track that you dig that you hear from the podcast, and that website is Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z, 
podcast, no spaces, dot wordpress.com. And there you can find out all the information on every track with album artwork so that you know exactly what you're getting or what to look for. So there you go. All right. Uh, enough talking for me. Let's get back to some more groovy music here on the Jazz Grab Bag edition of the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
Thank you.
All right. Take five. The just untimely jazz classic written by the great Paul Desmond. Oh, man. Uh, Quite a lengthy track. Probably the longest track of this whole podcast. But uh, so worth it because what you heard there was not only Dave Brubeck on the piano, but... Paul Desmond, the composer himself, on alto sax. Jerry Mulligan on the Barry sax. Jack Six on the bass. Alan Dawson on the drums. And it comes from the 1973 recording on Atlantic Records. We're all together again for the first time. (laughs) Uh, Just incredible music. And... Man, so much going on in that that 16 minutes. But highlights for me include, first of all, Jerry Mulligan being the master of the counter melody. I mean, he's you just go you can go to like a hundred different points in, in in recorded jazz that Jerry Mulligan is on, and whether it's with Chet Baker or uh, with Lee Konitz. In, in some of his background things that he does, all the little uh, records that in which it's like Jerry Mulligan meets Johnny Hodges, Jerry Mulligan meets Ben Webster, Jerry Mulligan meets Stan Getz, you know. Um, as well as this recording, there's just he's just this master of lyrical counter melodies, and it's that's that's a major skill that does not get enough uh, credit out there. For recorded jazz, so kudos to Jerry Mulligan for being a, yet again um, a master of counter melody on take five, and then kudos to Paul Desmond, really man. I mean, taking this in a very Coltrane kind of direction. I mean, this tune is known for being in concert pitch here, E flat minor, and he just decides to go to the major for his solo. I mean, he takes the first solo out, and it's like, nope, we're going this direction, and you're going to follow me. And it, it kind of is very reminiscent of My Favorite Things by Coltrane. You know, here's this minor melody, but then when the solo comes in or this whole, whole other section, it's in major, and you're just like, oh, man. <laughs> you know? It's, it's kind of like being an overcast day, and then right at the height of the afternoon like the sun just kind of parts the clouds and it's sunny you know and it's 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 amazing so kudos to Paul Desmond and and Brubeck and Mulligan and all those guys on that just incredible live version of Take 5 uh before that we heard a standard which is kind of rare but um for these jazz grab bag things but uh it's the great Lee Morgan and it was the standard Ill Wind. And it comes from his uh, Blue Note album, Cornbread. And it's just incredible to me because, I, I don't know, I, it just kind of caught me off guard because I couldn't quite put my finger on who the trumpet soloist was when this came on in a shuffle. And I figured out why. And it's because we rarely hear... Lee Morgan with a mute in. So the fact that it was muted trumpet kind of threw me a loop. But it's Lee Morgan. It just so happens that he has a mute in his trumpet. And with a beautiful melody like Ill Wind and and the you know 
the whole cast of characters around him. It's just, it's a recipe for success. It really is. Because you have Billy Higgins on drums, uh, Larry Ridley on the bass, Herbie Hancock on the piano, Hank Mobley on the tenor sax, Jackie McLean on the alto sax, and Lee Morgan on trumpet. You cannot go wrong with that sextet. Um, but yeah, once again, it's on the Blue Note album Cornbread, and it's just one of quite a number of great songs on this, this album. Um, Siora, the tune that's uh, greatly associated with Lee Morgan, is also on this album, along with the title track, Cornbread. Um, and then the one that we heard in the middle of the set there, Ill Win, just incredible, incredible music. Great kind of a late night listen, kind of hang sort of thing. Yeah. And then we started off the set uh, with uh, a tune <laughs> that uh, would very much please my friend, Brother Keith. Um, it's called Story from a Stranger by the great Pat Metheny. And it comes from his album, Rejoicing, uh, which is a trio record. It was recorded in 1984 for ECM Records. Um, Pat Metheny on guitars. Charlie Hayden on the bass, and yet again, there's a twofer for you. Billy Higgins on drums. Billy Higgins, Billy Higgins, Billy Higgins. God bless, man. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of great tunes on this album. Um, some Ornette Coleman tunes and some original tunes by Pat Metheny. Um... It, it, it's quite a, a smorgasbord of different kind of styles and stuff going on. Um, it, it really is. I mean, you've got tunes like The Calling, which to me kind of sounds like Matheny's take on like an Albert Eiler melody. Uh, you've got him covering Horace Silver's Lonely Woman. Um, Ornette Coleman tunes like Humpty Dumpty. Uh, and rejoicing and tears inside. Uh, but then you also have like some straight blues, like blues for Pat written by Charlie Hayden. And then some originals from Pat Metheny, like what we heard story from a stranger. And the truth is, is that it really is a story. I mean, you have all these beautiful kind of like acoustic guitars and setting this whole, you know, vibe. And then he clicks into that synth guitar thing, man. And it just, it takes off midway of the story. It's like a plot twist. Uh, for your ears, so very cool stuff. Um, I know my friend Keith always digs it when I uh, put some Pat Metheny in there because he loves him some Pat Metheny. But um, yeah, that one kind of really stuck out to me recently. I was like, man, that's a really cool tune, you know. So yeah, I mean, I have my Pat Metheny favorites, but that one just it's kind of re-snuck up on me, and I'm like, yep, that's why Pat Metheny's got some staying power. So there you go. Kudos to Pat Metheny. Um, all right, so I'm going to quit talking. Let's get back to another set of great jazz grab bag music here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Thanks so much for listening.
just gotta be sweet and hot, gotta be sweet and hot to do the bottle. Gotta have body, cause I'm mad about body.
side. Beautiful, beautiful music there. That was a tune called Estrellita, and it was performed by none other than the bird himself, Charlie Parker, from his Verve album, South of the Border. Just a gorgeous, gorgeous song uh, by Charlie Parker. And, you know, usually whenever I listen to South of the Border, you know, what I'm listening for highlights are like Tico Tico or La Cucaracha or Begin the Begin, you know, those kind of songs. But for some reason, um, I was listening to that album when I was actually working. And Estrellita is the one that really stood out to me. I'm like, damn it, that's really beautiful. So, Charlie Parker continues to, you know, grab my attention time and time again. So, I mean, you can't beat Bird. Um, Before that, uh, a novelty song, uh, a tune called Sweet and Hot by a band leader named Roy Fox. (laughs) F-O-X. Roy Fox and his band from the ASV Living Era label, uh, a record called Whispering. Uh, definitely some of that hotsy totsy kind of music from the 20s and 30s. Um, I'm not saying that necessarily Roy Fox should be a household name when discussing jazz, but, you know, there are some real diamonds in the rough nuggets of surprises, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, from that era of music, you know. Um, it continues to remind me that there's more to jazz than just, you know, Louis Armstrong, Duke Ellington, Coltrane, Miles, Mingus, you know, etc., right? That um, There's some really good music in that 20s and 30s, and some of it really just kind of pops out to you. So, hope you dug it too. Sweet and Hot by Roy Fox and his band. Um, and then we started off the set with a tune... Um, <clears throat> called Never Say Goodbye. And it is by the flute great Herbie Mann. Um, It's from an album called Push Push, which Dwayne Allman is actually featured on the the title track, Push Push. But unfortunately, I have to say that this album has one of the worst album covers ever. It is with a very hairy-chested... Herbie Mann on the cover, uh, just kind of like propping his flute, holding it up like a baseball bat across his shoulder, you know, (laughs) and it's just, it's definitely in line with like the top 10 worst jazz album covers, you know, the the music inside is really good. I don't know if that's just a symptom of the 1970s or what, but yeah, we could lose the album cover, but keep the music. So um, once again, this is one of those songs that just kind of came up when I was just kind of, you know, working and it was like in one of those like 30,000 song shuffles and I'm like, Ooh, that's nice. And then I looked at the cover and I'm like, Ugh, Oh yeah. Okay. Now I know why I, I, I added that to my shuffle list because <laughs> the music alone, certainly not the album art. So, um, but Herbie man, you know, he was one of those cats that, he he was one of the pioneers of jazz flute, you know. He was doing it in the in the fifties with um, cats like Buddy Collette and Bud Shank and Frank West. Um, 
and doing a remarkable job. Jerome Richardson's another good one. Um, James Moody. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Herbie Mann, he had some great albums even in the 50s. Um, but some of his albums in the 70s tended to lean a bit too commercial. Uh, as my friend Pat would like to say, very homogenized sounding. Uh, but Push, the, 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 the song from Push Push, uh, Never Say Goodbye, that's a nice mellow vibe. You know what I mean? Like, you can be mellow and not be cheesy. You know, there's, there's a difference. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was a nice vibe. It's like one of those, like, you need to unwind from the day kind of tracks. You know what I mean? Like, sit back with like a, you know, a bourbon or sit back with like a beer and just let the stress of the day melt away. And this one of those kind of tracks. So, yeah. But hopefully you dug it, you know. And it's a nice <laughs> uh, foil to go from Never Say Goodbye from Herbie Mann to Sweet and Hot, 1931 by Roy Fox. So, yeah, and then in with Charlie Parker. So that's what you get on the jazz grab bag here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast. So uh, we got one, two more sets coming for you. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. If you need to pause it, pause the podcast, grab yourself uh, a nice coffee or a nice bourbon or beer, whatever it is your choice is to enjoy some great jazz. And once again, thank you for listening. And let's get to some more music.
Hell yeah. Nice. <sighs> Man, talk about another band that continues to surprise me. Weather Report. That's who that was from, that very last track. That was a tune called Manolette, written by compositional genius Wayne Shorter. Uh, and it comes from the 1973 Columbia album Sweet Nighter. This is an album that I was honestly um, not very hip to when I first got it. But as the years go by, I have really dug more and more these six tracks uh, from this album. So, uh, yeah, yeah. This is one that continues to age very well with my ears. Um, so the group um, for the, the track that we just heard, Manalette, is recorded February 3rd, 1973, so early, early 73. Uh, of course, Wayne Shorter on the soprano that we heard there. Uh, Joe Zavinul on the electric and acoustic pianos and synthesizer. Miroslav Vitus on the acoustic bass. Uh, Eric Gravat on the drums. Herschel Dwellingham on drums as well, two drummers. And plus a percussion player, Maruga. Uh, Maruga was playing Moroccan clay drums, timpani, and splash cymbals. So you basically have three drummers, an acoustic bass, Wayne on the soprano, and then Joe doing all the other synthesizers and pianos. Just incredible. Incredible. Um, yeah. Sweet Nighter by Weather Report. Man. Such a great album. The more I listen to it. All right. The middle track there was a tune called Mean What You Say. And that's actually the name of the album as well. Uh, it's a Milestone uh, Records label. Uh, release. Uh, you can find it on the OJC, the original jazz classics on compact disc. Um, mean What You Say by is an album by the Thad Jones Pepper Adams Quintet. And if that doesn't you know, pique your curiosity, check out who else is in the band. So you've got Thad Jones on flugelhorn for the whole album. No trumpet. Flugelhorn. Of course, Pepper Adams on the Barry Sax. Duke Pearson on the piano, Ron Carter on the bass, and Mel Lewis on the drums. You know, usually where there's Thad, Mel's not far behind, and this is no exception. So, a killer rhythm section between Mel Lewis, Ron Carter, and Duke Pearson. But then you also get those mellow tones between the flugelhorn and the Barry Sachs. And um, this was recorded uh, on April 26th and May 4th and May 9th. 1966 uh, for Milestone. Incredible music, really. And um, one or two standards like Wives and Lovers, Yes Sir, That's My Baby. But, uh, you know, also there's a Bossa Nova track on here. There's some blues tracks. Um, Ron Carter's composition, Little Waltz, which is always a great, great cover whenever anybody plays it. And then the, the title track that we heard, Mean What You Say. Just a great, great little song. And it really stuck out to me here recently. So hope you dug it too. And then we started off the set with the great John Schofield. Uh, we heard a tune called Looks Like Meringue. <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, I really just love those chords, you know. Um, it's just, it's one of those mellow tunes, man. You know what I mean? I didn't want to put too many mellow tunes back to back to back to back to back because I didn't want to lull you, you know, to kind of sleep or anything. So, uh, But it comes from the album Who's Who from 1979. Um, and the personnel on this is, of course, John Schofield on guitar, Anthony Jackson on the bass, Steve Jordan on drums, uh, Sammy Figueroa, on percussion, and none other than the great Kenny Kirkland on keyboards. So, Sko, Kirkland, Anthony Jackson, Steve George, my God, how can you go wrong, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, of course I'm a huge Schofield fan to begin with, um, but this is, this is one that I usually don't go back to, so the fact that it really caught my ear in that rotation, you know, uh, in the shuffle, it's just like, oh, what is that? That's nice, you know. It's like, oh, that sounds like some Sco progressions, and sure enough, it was John Schofield. It just wasn't something that I I usually go to. Um, some of my favorite Schofield albums, which if you haven't checked these out, if you're new to Schofield, by the way, um, might I suggest uh, Time on My Hands? That's a fantastic album. Uh, Loud Jazz is really good. Um, a go-go with the Medeski Martin and Wood trio is home run. Every track is sensational. Hit it out of the park. Great album. Um, yeah, I mean, and of course, anything that Schofield played with Miles Davis in the '80s was really good too, in my opinion. But yeah, but Schofield, yeah, man. Um, so don't worry about scratching all these names and titles down and stuff like that. We've got all that covered for you. All you got to do is check out the website, okay? And that website is Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast dot WordPress dot com. And there you can find out information about every song with the correct artist, track name, and what album it comes with from with the correct artwork. Sometimes that's very important. So what you see from our website is exactly what we played for you. And that's really important when you're going to look for things, ordering things, or going to hopefully, if you have a local record shop, um, patroning them and giving them your support. Okay. So um, we got one more set for you. Want to Once again, thank you so much for listening. And... Um, <laughs> this one is not is guaranteed to not put you to sleep. So stick around. We got one more set from this gra- jazz grab bag edition of the Doctor Jazz Podcast. <laughs>
Alrighty. So that last song was St. James Infirmary. As you can tell even by my background music, it is sincerely one of my favorite jazz tunes of all time. But that particular arrangement was by none other than Alfonso Trent. Yeah. And you're like, who? <laughs> he was a very obscure band leader, and he is one of the many various art- artists that were featured in this uh, CD called Richmond Rarities. Uh, it's these uh, rare jazz recordings that were recorded in Richmond, Indiana between 1927 and 1933, and it also presents other bands like Alex Jackson, Red Perkins, and Zach White. Uh, all these um, 78 records were transferred and remastered by the great John R.T. Davies, and if you don't know who he is, he is a guy who has um, remastered many, many old records to the hype of what sound quality can be. So you got to hear a really cool arrangement of St. James Infirmary by Alfonso Trent. Um, <clears throat> before that, we heard uh, a really great mellow tune called Sun Song, and it's by the band Stuff. And um, Stuff was a group that uh, was just like a bunch of great studio cats that um, got together to make a bunch of albums. But here's what the cool part really is. Um, it kind of sounded familiar to me but Cornell Dupree is on guitar Gordon Edwards is on bass Steve Gadd is on drums Eric Gale is on guitar and Richard T is on piano that's stuff and if all those names sound slightly familiar to you it's because that's the exact backing band that I mentioned in that arrangement of Ida Lupino by Carla Blake so the entire album of dinner music by Carla Play is basically her and Michael Mantler uh, and Roswell Rudd with Stuff, which is a really cool band. So, uh, but what also got my attention about Sun Song is it reminded me about the the melody reminded me of the beginning of Band on the Run by Wings and Paul McCartney. So that's pretty cool too. But it was actually a tune originally written by Leon Thomas, great vocalist and then we started off the set with suburbia by the one and only trombone shorty from his album back of town um killer killer arrangements there and written by trombone shorty so yeah killer music for sure i told you what that one wouldn't put you to sleep (laughs) so um yeah love 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 me some trombone shorty and some new orleans music um, that featured, of course, Trombone Shorty on <sighs> trombone, trumpets, keyboards, drums, percussion, Pete Murano on guitar, Mike Ballard on bass, Joey Peoples on drums, Dwayne Williams on percussion, Clarence Slaughter on sax and flute, and Diesel Dan Ostreicher on the Barry sax. Played a gig with him once. Really cool dude. You know, um, yeah. So, again, uh, thank you so much for listening please check out the website um dr jazz podcast drjazz podcast.wordpress.com and uh besides finding out information about every track and uh, on this episode and other episodes plus artwork you can also reach out to us um if, if you have more show ideas 
that's great um, but please <laughs> just keep it to some feedback if you can I'm already working on like four different shows over here so um, yeah but thank you so much for listening and in the famous words of Duke Ellington we love you madly so uh, thank you remember share the Dr. Jazz podcast with your friends if you think that they would be hip to some of these sounds, uh, I really sincerely hope that you dug this jazz grab bag edition of the podcast. And until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Y'all be good now, because in jazz, we trust.